It's a good show. I am Bobby Halverson from Brother Sister, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to. Welcome to. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. studio tempting fate wherever you are putting questions to songs that we will randomly select here with the help of our friend synchronicity synchronicity now it's time for radio a ball give us a shake Radio Eight Ball. Give us a shake. It's the Radio Eight Ball Show. Welcome to Radio Eight Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and here we are on August 2nd, 2018 at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with our musical guest, Miranda Lee Richards. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thank you for having me. And you have some friends here joining you, playing music. Who's, who's with you, Miranda? We have Samantha Smith on vocals and Amy Roche on flute. Samantha Smith and Amy Roche, welcome to Radio 8 Ball in the realm of the pop oracle. Thank you. Thank you. And so you have a list of eight songs on the board. They're going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. We'll be picking those at random either by spinning the wheel of eight, picking a Radio 8 card, or flipping the Radio 8 coin. These songs will be randomly chosen as the answers to questions from our guests. And would you mind playing a little bit of something while I read the titles of your songs? Sure. Song number one, On the Outside of Heaven. Song number two, Worth. Song number three, Lucid I Would Dream. Song number four, O Raven. Song number five, Ashes and Seeds. Song number six, Seventh Ray. Song number seven, Lifeboat. And song number eight, Blood on My Hands. Those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today. We're going to have six friends of yours joining us in the studio. No phoners, actual people in the studio for all of our musical divinations today. Nothing can make me happier than that. The last question of the show comes from you, Miranda. You've already written it down. I don't know what it is. I haven't looked at it. But this is the part that the paper fetishists who tune into the show love. I just crinkle some paper, the appropriate things... What's that Stiffen called? Or melt? There's hmm. a name for that. For uh, like synesthesia, maybe? For sound, like those like really delicate sounds. There's all these YouTube videos of people whispering oh, in the light. Right. Oh, yeah. And there's like ASMR. crackling paper. Oh, you're killing our audience. It's, we love this. This is what we live for. The sound of a bee. And oh. we played with her hair that went all the way down <laughs> to her knee. And it was very quiet. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well... 
That question will be the will be answered by the last song on the board. And now it comes to the part of the show where I ask my question. And uh, <clears throat> as I to- as listeners know, I'm in the middle of a mad dash of a run of taping six shows in about ten days. And yesterday I taped a show with Brother Sister, the seven-piece band at a studio down in Pico Rivera with no air conditioning, and it was wild. I feel like I've, I... I don't want to be cultural, could be a cultural appropriator, but there was a sweat lodge aspect to this uh, situation. And uh, so we're back here at Starburns Industries, and I'm feeling a little bit more, a little bit more comfortable here in the studio. Three people who have room to breathe, and we're not all sweating. And <laughs> but I'm still in this place of uncorking this much synchronicity and being in this flow of energy is a little bit overwhelming, sort of like taking, it's like doing like a multi-day peyote adventure or ayahuasca journey. But there's something I've been wanting to, to unpack a little bit. There, we've had some guests on the, a couple of our guests that we've had on the show recently in over the, you know, over the history of the show, Michael Ian Black and Seth Green in particular, have recently been called out in this sort of new McCarthyism where like anyone can just say anyone, anything about anyone. And... I guess if you're, I guess if you're Al Franken, you have to resign. But if you're a Republican, you don't, or something, you know. Or mm-hmm. if you're a, so basically, and my history, my my family's Russian. My grandfather was a scientist at uh, MIT, a very brilliant man, also a very progressive guy. His father was a like not, you called him a communist. He was a communist. He was like an old school in Russia with Lenin and Trotsky kind of communists. So, of course, my grandfather and my family fell under the view of HUAC, and it's a big story in our family. And it, it, that shadow, even after that passed, I think hung over my, probably still mm-hmm. is encoded into our genes, this, this, the fear of that. Mm-hmm. And so to see this sort of new McCarthyism stirring in the land is very, very terrifying. And I feel like it's coming from the right, and I feel like it's also coming from the left. I feel like there's a, and I and I and I'm, I only learned about McCarthyism when we called it McCarthyism. When it was going on, they just called it Americanism and being patriotic and all the things that people are saying that we like. Why we should. Uh, again, and this isn't to downplay any one particular thing that people are talking about, whether it's the Russian investigation into Trump or calling out predators in every field in which predators can exist. And at the same time, when I have friends like Seth or Michael Ian Black, and they're being tarred by just people with saying with online accusations, and it's the same kind of guilt by association, and anyone can say anything, and then you end up on a blacklist. Although... I don't like to use that term because it's, I don't like, and I don't want to say a white list, just a shit list. You end up on the shit list. <laughs> shit like that was in the, and you don't know if you're on the shit list, which really that is coming to my question is I, I, I feel like everything I do on the show makes me a target for right wing people who might want to hate on someone because of all the stuff that I say into this microphone. But I also know that I, in general, the people who are most pissed off at me are, people who are more my allies who like if i say oh i don't think julian assange is a traitor i think he's a journalist and then all of a sudden i have a bunch of my liberal friends 
painting me as a, you know, a communist or whatever they want to call me or a dupe or whatever term. And so I don't know. I don't know if I'm on a black, if I'm on a shit list or not. And I wouldn't know. I don't know when I would know if I was. So that's my question is how do you know when you are on a shit list? And to engage the pop oracle, I am now going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love it. It's real. Song number eight, Blood on My Hands. Oh. Dang. Get ready, folks. We're going to have seven more like that. Wow. I am so excited for this. 
Well, that was uh, that was blood on my hands from Miranda Lee Richards. The answer to my question: How how one how would I know if I'm on a blacklist? I mean, on a shit list. It come. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Answer? Yeah. This is no. This is your part. This, I, this is where I would say, tell it us a little bit about from, the song. It comes from your own, from your own self, from your own, yeah, inner knowing. This song is about self awareness. You know, the things you do know. Right. You know already. So, when, what is the context that the song comes from? What are the things that you that this is about knowing? It's about, um, well, wishing you had known what you know now, one right. of those. and But it's not really about regret because it leaves you to where you are in the current, you know, in the current moment. But um, just that those good things that are right before you all the time and you never really um, took notice or appreciation of them in the moment. And then there you are years later, like if I had just let this into my life sooner um i'm i'm explaining the song and also seeing how it would answer your question yeah. maybe i'll start with where the song's coming from yeah and there's messages in there um but also you're the one in the hot seat because sometimes you're the one with, that's the harshest critic and preventing yourself from letting that love in like it could be a lover or it could be a friend or it could be a musician that you should have played with that's mm-hmm. actually what this one was about. Really? <laughs> Who was the musician? I won't say on air. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but, wait, but okay. Don't you don't tell us the musician? But what was the scenario? What, that there was was it someone who wanted to play with you, and you were like, oh, you they're not like good you, enough. You, or, oh, yeah, I, you thought you were. Yeah. I just, I just, they don't understand what I'm like wanting to do. And then, like, literally, like twenty years later, we were playing shows, like in Europe, and I was like. Oh, like, and I'm also really kind of hard on this person, too, because, you know, just trying to get the best out of them because there were some things that were initial reservations that were still there. Right. But it was just more of a metaphor for so many things in life. And being the one in the hot seat sometimes, you have to call your own self out Yeah. for not giving yourself uh, the better judgment or the best judgment, you know, in the moment. I don't know. Yeah. I guess the the thing that it made me think of was just how that if there is like if you are are on a shit list or there is a quote conspiracy the first person who talks about it everyone's like oh you're crazy and at the time you think you're crazy because you know that's where the term gaslighting comes from you mm. you make someone feel like they're crazy for telling pointing out something that is really they think is really happening and they it sure feels like this is really happening all my instincts my heart tells me that this is really happening but you say it's not happening and so i guess the democrats are trying to run an honest primary or whatever you know whatever thing that you're that you're calling that is called a conspiracy until later on it's pointed out that it was actually that it was really going on right and that i wish i had known yeah i guess what it makes me think that it's almost like a, a song in favor of parano of what people call paranoia. Like hmm. maybe you do if you are if you think something's going on, it might really be going on. And before you just take the denials of everyone around you, it would be more convenient to say you're crazy. To say, well, maybe I you know maybe I can't talk about this with some people. Maybe I have to 
navigate this, but I don't have to just buy the idea that I'm crazy and something that feels like it's going on isn't. Not that I feel like particularly that I have that what I I'm where I'm at in my life that I've risen to the level of being on any well. Actually, in my hometown of Olympia, I definitely feel like I'm on some shit lists. But that's small town stuff. It's not this big, not the larger political world. But I think there's a macro microcosm thing to all of this. Mm -hmm. At any rate, with my question, since it starts things off, I get to find little answers throughout the whole show. Mm -hmm. So we have embarked upon a paranoid little (laughs) pop oracle (laughs) session. And it's good for our times because we like it's I feel like this aspect of society is there all around us, whether it's in my little hometown or on your Facebook thread, not pointing at any one of you mm-hmm. in particular, but I assume you've engaged with social media at one, or one time or another in your life, and you notice that sometimes those interactions can be devastating. And we're, and I'm sure that some of the listeners are listening to this through that cur- accursed medium itself of mm-hmm. social media and the internet. So let's uh, let's delve into it and try and find something sacred in it and something. And the, as I as I've said on. I've, I've realized recently the thing that's great about the Radio 8-Bell show is that regardless of whether or not you like the musical divinations or like hearing me talk, in the middle of each one of them is a fantastic song. And that was gorgeous, and I can't wait to hear more of it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Radio 8-Bell. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio
short songs with the idea that someday someone who likes to solo will come along and add two minutes onto it.